You are listening to episode 64 of the Playing Full Out podcast with Rita Hyland. Hello, I'm Rita Hyland, and you're about to discover what it means to position your business, career, and life to play full out. This show explores the way leaders just like you embrace and achieve their ambition without working harder or grinding it out any longer. So if you want to take your life, business, or career to a playing full out status and do so while being the happiest high performer in the room, then hang with me because this show shares everything you need to know using the best of neuroscience, transformational psychology, and a bit of spiritual wisdom to help you change fast, even when it's uncomfortable or scary, or you failed to do so in the past. All this so that you can enjoy more freedom and prosperity in your business and life. I'm happy you're here. I have a question for you today because deep down, you know you're here to make a difference, to excel doing what it is you love and enjoy an amazing life while you do it. And I'm guessing that the fact that you're here is because you know you have abilities and talents that are unique to you, that set you apart and that you excel at, and you want to use these talents even more to positively impact and support others. So here's my question. Have you ever diminished these things or played small to avoid making others feel bad or less than, or to avoid looking like you're bragging? If I ask this differently, have you ever dimmed your light so that others don't feel uncomfortable while they're around you? I'll tell you why I'm asking Because not too long ago, a woman wrote me. She's been an acquaintance for about three years. We work together on a mutual initiative, and occasionally we've run into each other in other circles. And one day, I received a text from her. She said, I just found out some things about you. I saw an acquaintance at a party. He said he's worked with you and that you've changed his life. He said there are 15 other leaders in his organization that he is leading that are also working with you. And he shared how life-changing and successful that you've been and your businesses. And now I just found your podcast and it completely speaks to me. How did I not know this? Now, my first thought was, oh boy, is she mad at me? My second thought was, I know exactly how this happened. I had been full of being polite and humble, not wanting to be too bright or too big or too much or brag about my success. And all I could think was, here I am, a coach, to men and women in positions of leadership with a mission to change our culture by helping them to bring forth their talents and abilities on the most massive level. And here I am dimming my own light. And what really gave me a pit in my stomach was I knew this wasn't the first time I'd done it. See, I know what it's like not to share your wins and successes or your happiness. So not to make others feel bad or uncomfortable or less than. I also know why we do this. The simple reason is that we want to be accepted. We want to be liked. We don't want to appear too different or too successful or too happy or too talented because then we might not fit in. Even worse, we might even seem like we're a threat. 
being taught by a culture that does not authentically share our wins liberally, we then inadvertently are also taught to hold back and to play small. But then we have this other message that comes with our birthright, that comes the day that we're born, that tells us to be bright lights, to be happy, to experience real joy, do what we love, give the best of who we are and what we have to offer. And in my experience in speaking with hundreds, if not thousands of individuals, there's not a soul in the world who doesn't want to have their life matter or make a difference or to impact. And of course, to be happy while they're doing it. But see, here's the problem. We struggle with these conflicting messages. Be happy and be successful, but not too much. And certainly don't talk about it and make others who are not as happy or haven't had as much success yet uncomfortable. We're taught really early on to be modest, to minimize our wins and successes, both our big ones and our small. And what I'm saying is that it's completely natural to be confused We're called to play to our edges, to show up to who we are, but then our society domesticates us in this way to dim it down. I am here to clear up that confusion and show you why and how we must, at this very moment in time, do it differently beginning today. We must stop bonding on our weaknesses more often than we celebrate our strengths. If you are like most talented people, you've probably done this before, right? This may sound familiar. Now you know why, but do you know the ramifications? The result of not sharing our victories is that we hold others back from being inspired to go after their own. Then we have a society holding itself back, dimming itself just right, just enough with the dimmer switch to make everyone comfortable. It is time that we break through this approach if we truly want a world where we and our children use the power of what we've been given to improve our communities, our workplaces, our homes, and to do it by inspiring other people to go out and do it as well. And we do that by being the model. We do that by being honest, authentic, candid about our success and sharing how we did it. But first, we have to share that we have. We First, we have to own and have pride for our own accomplishments. Yes? Here's some of the ways we dim ourselves. And they maybe seem subtle, and I've done them too, but they send a message. You'll hear someone say, your spouse is so thoughtful. And then you say, he can't do a thing in the house. Or someone will say, your daughter's so wise. And you might say, yes, but she is a handful. Your wife is so interesting. And then someone you might say, or someone else, I've heard all of these. Well, she's my better half. I owe everything to her. You are amazing and should be proud. Oh, I've still got a lot to work on. You led that initiative well. And then someone will say, oh, I had a lot of help. These are the subtle ways that we don't celebrate our wins and our victories and teach others to dim themselves as well. We're informing others of how to have conversations to how of who they should show up and dim themselves to be. Then I've seen the more overt and perhaps more painful ways that we get held back. I was in a conversation with a man who said he had a question for me. He was a very 
successful and seasoned leader who is looking at his judgment of others, specifically who made donations and then had their names put on a building. So significant contributions and donations and that they shared and what he considered boastfully. And he wanted my thoughts. Don't you think putting your name on a building is boastful or bragging? And he asked, what did I think about that? And I shared that my first thought was, it's whatever meaning you want to give it. That is something that's universal. Life is whatever meaning we give it. But I knew he wanted something a little bit deeper. And what came to me was my second thought was, did you ever think it could be an inspiration for others to do that same thing? To know that a man who had nothing or had an idea and a talent and a dream and he became victorious in fulfilling it and now his story is being told. I was familiar with this because years ago when I was just thinking about becoming an entrepreneur and starting the business that I have today, I saw a lot of people failing. It was very young, career, new, and the only person that I saw, there was one woman in the field who I kept my eye on and I kept watching and I'd attend her seminars and I learned from her. And I recall her authentically and candidly sharing her success one day. And in that moment, I decided I could build a business because she did. And she inspired me and showed me it was possible. She did rub some people wrong by being candid, or even charging the fee that she was charging. Some thought that was audacious. A side note here, if you want what someone else has, it's best to applaud and celebrate it as opposed to insult or judge it. So anyways, for me, she was my inspiration. I know that I, if I hadn't heard from her that day and hadn't heard her share her success, I might never have gone into the work or had the faith or or had the evidence that I needed to do it without her being a role model of that success. So what if she had always been modest or she hid her fulfillment? What if there's a place right now where you're dimming your light and someone needs to hear and see your success? Regardless if it's just a small win on a given Wednesday or a big one, we must break through our resistance to sharing our wins and sharing our victories, and also celebrating others too. We need to have a space where we are recognizing ourselves and others every single day, all day long. You know, the leader who asked me this question, this man, what struck me, what was even more interesting was that when he asked the question, he said it in a hushed tone. Now, we were in a meeting room with closed doors, And he leaned in and said it with a quieter voice because he was concerned that someone might realize he had enough success and financial means to put his name on a building. And in essence, he was ashamed of it. He was dimming it down. I knew this man's history and it, you know, what he had created was inspiring to say the very least. But that's how strong the conditioning is to not share our victories, to not share what's going well, to not share success or levels of happiness. Should all of our wins and successes be anonymous? Should all of our contributions be anonymous? It certainly made me rethink things. Playing small to make others comfortable is a disservice. 
I know I'm always inspired by people who've dreamed. I have a library of books of individuals who've had talents and abilities that they've cultivated from, you know, Jordan to Oprah to, to, oh my, Bill Gates, whoever inspires you. We've had those. They set us up. Well, you can be that too. What I've realized is that we are taught to hide our talents and abilities at such an early age, as I mentioned, in our childhood. A reason I know this is as I was thinking about this, having this conversation with you and sharing this strong feeling I have to change the way we're approaching this in our culture is I recognized a conversation that has been had in our household a lot. I have two teenage girls and a 12-year-old son, and my son has a tendency of sharing his talents and his wins very generously. So he'll walk in in the house after a hockey practice and he'll say, Mom, I was super fast tonight. Or I did really well at practice, Mom. Certain of it. Just feels good about it. Last night he referenced after going to a new school in the past few months, he's like, man, I've gotten really smart. But here's the thing. This is what happens next. My daughters immediately will say almost in unison, mom, are you going to let him talk like that? You've got to stop him. I can't believe you let him talk like that. And they say it in the way as though he's just hit somebody or he's bullied someone. And I think to myself, how sad that they've already learned that they can't share their personal victories and that instead their conversations should be around their hardships or their challenges or the things that didn't go well or their mistakes. I heard it again in the, com- in the in a conversation in our carpool yesterday when my one daughter was saying how something wasn't fun, that was an absolute luxury to experience. But if to, to share that or to share something that was happy is not the way I can see we've been trained. Some will say that this is gender specific. I don't think so. But there may be the percentages may differ that men may do it less than women, where women dim their light down, you know, to be accommodating and where men don't. But I'm in conversations with men all the time, like the example I told you before, where there is a resistance to sharing success. Again, the fear is that we will be alienated in a culture where we've been taught to bond over our weaknesses. And we certainly don't want to be a competitive threat to anyone. So we won't share or extol what is our strength. And that is hurting our society. What I see a society made up of is a workforce and youth and communities and even leaders that are dimming themselves. And if there was a dimmer switch, I would say that it's down to about 50%, maybe less. I don't know what the average is. 50% of the capability. It's got to change. We've got to change our approach to celebrating ourselves. I recall many years ago, really early on, maybe a couple decades ago, going to a Tony Robbins event in person. And he spoke about this fear of success and this fear of certainly of, of talking about it. And I was like, what is he talking about? That's what we're, that's what we're moving towards. That's what we're, to be our bright lights, to be our best selves. Isn't that what everyone wants? I thought, who on earth is he referring to? They must be, you know, just very one in a million type scenarios. 
And, and now I recall him saying it was because it would make us feel different and possibly not be included. And I understand it now, and it is much more widespread than I understood at that time. The more we celebrate our own victories and the victories of others as well, the more examples there are for others to expand. The world desperately needs what you have right now. There is more than enough that needs to be offered what you have. There is no threat that there is lack for what needs to be given to the world. We don't need to be threatened by other people's successes. One light shining brighter doesn't dim another, doesn't take away from another. It just makes more light. Always love that image. If you light one candle or you get a little brightness off another candle, it doesn't dim yours, doesn't add to someone else's. It just makes everything brighter. Let me just say this. If someone ever responds to you in a way where you're, once you're sharing your success, that they don't appreciate it or like it or they get mad, realize that they're still evolving in their journey and send them compassion. Don't, don't dim your light for someone who is probably still working on some things. Here is the main differentiator when you're celebrating your wins and success. As with most things, look at what is your intention. If your intention is pure, it's going to fall on the right ears in the right way. Is your intention to share your excitement and your pride or even wowing yourself? Or is it to inspire others? If it's either of these, share away, please. Playing the humble, humility, people-pleasing card on the surface is thought to be being kind. It's thought to be being polite. But what you're really doing is robbing others. So I want you to think of it in that way. You're robbing others from who they could be inspired to be. If we don't see others winning or succeeding, we won't be inspired to do it ourselves. So how can you rise or impact when you're constantly pulling yourself down or curbing your enthusiasm about your winner success? What happens then is that you actually send a message to your brain that it's bad and the brain does not go seek out more ways to shine brightly. It's just so base level. It's, it's brass tacks. It's fact. It's brain science. And then we're confused why we're not playing full out in life, why we're not, we're not showing up, why we're not as happy as we can be. It's because we're doing two things. We're driving with, you know, with the brake on. So when you're confused and you're hesitant to share your wins or know how to share, come back to this podcast. Remember, let's summarize, have compassion for those if they would judge you or someone that you think, because there just needs to be one person in the audience that hears your message like that one woman was for me. Don't hold back. The people who need to witness your story will be positively affected by it. Remember that. When I get stuck or I want to shy away, I remember that me holding back is simply a domestication that we've had, that there's a learned behavior to play small and to not shine too bright, and that this is not who I am. Now, I'm going to tell you, I'm still working on this, and I'll finish with one quick story because it showed me where I am. If you know me well, you know that I look for and value signs in my life. And you only really, again, need to look to science to know that there are no coincidences. 
So everything's happening for a reason. Everything has a meaning. And recently when I was in Wyoming, and I've told this story, but I haven't told it all the way through, I was celebrating my 50th birthday and I woke up one morning and three, no, two, two beautiful moose, ginormous, started walking towards this big window of the home I was in. And they came and slowly and gracefully walked by a mother and its baby. And immediately I was receiving from those people in my world uh, messages that, you know, animals have meaning and they are bringing a meaning to you. And they started to send me the message that it was. I also looked, looked it up. And there were three things that the moose symbolize. They are strength, pride, and life. Now, right away, I was irritated by the word pride. I quickly Googled another website hoping to find another meaning. And then I did it again and again. Please tell me another word besides pride. Pride to me always has had a negative connotation of being too boastful. And literally, I now recall saying to my friend, I just wish it didn't say pride. Well, I went back and I read further. And the message the moose was bringing is have pride in what you've achieved The lesson I took from it was I'm still not sharing my achievements and successes and victories. And as Marianne Williamson so elegantly stated, and it's the quote that I base my entire practice on. It was the first one. It is my very favorite quote. I can't honestly say that. And it's longer than what I'll share here, but you playing small doesn't serve the world. That's why you need to be and have pride in what you've achieved. The lesson that I learned that day from the woman who didn't know anything about my success and who, by the way, has worked with me for two years in a coaching capacity is that there are people who need what you have to give and offer and trying to avoid making a few mad or uncomfortable is robbing others who need your inspiration and message or product or service. The outcome is that today I share openly that I'm living an extraordinary life, both internally and externally. I'm growing and I'm evolving every single day. I live for helping men and women take their work and their lives and impact from fine to fabulous in less than six months. And I am extraordinary at it. My clients' lives reflect it. My business reflects it too. And when I don't share or hold back, I remind myself that Not doing so suggests I don't believe that the other person can handle it. And if I'm telling myself they can't handle it, it means that I think I'm better or I have more power than them. And once I do that, I know that I'm actually not being kind at all. I'm in my ego. That's a real helpful way for me to turn myself around. I never want to be coming from my ego. I never want to think that I'm better than anyone because at my core, I really believe that every one of us is born with the same amount of power. We may be on a different journey. We may be evolving at different times and rates and at different spaces, and we may be learning entirely different things in a lifetime. But everyone has the light within to be turned up and shined brightly. Every single person, I believe that. We have to end only sharing our weaknesses and instead share our strengths. Your call to action is this. The next time you have a win or a success today that you are proud of, own it and share it. 
It can be the start of a work meeting. It can be on a lunch period with a friend. If you're inspired to share it, it means that it's an intuition, an intuitive hit that someone is beckoning and needs you. I want you to understand and say to yourself, and you can do this if you're driving in your car, if you're walking on a walk, I am here to deliver big gifts with the gifts I've been given. I'm here to deliver big gifts with the gifts I've been given. This is your invitation to shine brightly, let your light shine, play big, share yours so others are inspired and served. I look forward to talking to you at the same time, same place next week. Thank you for being with me today. By you listening to this, it tells me you're interested in growing yourself and likely not just for yourself, but to positively influence others as well. If you enjoyed this podcast, go ahead and share this with your friends and colleagues. When leaders like you grow yourself and then grow others, we all are positively impacted. If you have questions, I'm here to answer them and may even use them in our upcoming podcasts. Go ahead. You can send those questions to Breakthrough at RitaHighland.com. Remember, a half version of you is not enough. The world needs the full version of you at play. I look forward to seeing you on our next podcast. 